Uh, let's turn to a familiar passage this, uh, this afternoon to Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 4, and I know this is a very familiar passage, but it's, it's such a wonderful uh, passage to uh, go back to very, very often, and, and I do personally because it's actually one of my very favorite uh, passages um, in uh, the New Testament, and, and I find myself referring to it very often, even in my teaching and preaching, and I know that most of the believers and brothers and sisters in Christ here will, will know this, uh, this section very, very well. But uh, in verses 14 through 16, we read, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so I just want to give us a little reminder today. Like I say, I know that most of you and uh, ha have uh, read this many, many times. Uh, there's some preachers on here I know that have probably preached this numerous times, but it's good for us to go back to these passages and, and, and remind ourselves of the blessings and the benefits of Christ, uh, Jesus Christ as our high priest. You know, Hebrews was written to believers who were doubtful, they were fearful, and in fact, they were actually regressing in their spiritual walk. And, you know, what that tells me is that believers 2,000 years ago, approximately, were not that much different than you and I. And they were experiencing some of the same things that you and I go through. And uh, I think we would all be in agreement that we're living in a time period where we can definitely see and we hear people and even believers who are doubtful, fearful. And because of these things, some people are actually regressing in their spiritual walk. And I hope that's not us. And the Bible has a lot to say about that, especially Hebrews here. And the author, uh, whoever it was, encourages and admonishes, admonishes these believers and reminds them to, to keep a, a single focus uh, with all these things that they were experiencing. His reminder is to keep the single focus, and that focus is on an individual. And that's why he will say over and over again that the focus is to be on Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And the reason why is because he is so much better than all the things that had preceded it. And yes, uh, the, the sacrifices and the sacrificial system, the feast system of Israel was a wonderful thing. But the real person, Jesus Christ, who came and he died and, and all of his redemptive work is so much better. And he's trying, again, to get these believers to see, hey, with all the things that are going on, we have the blessings and the benefits of Christ as our high priest. And I wonder how often do we really think about that? And so, uh, again, I just want to share with you those, those couple of things uh, 
this afternoon as my time is quickly going, but what is the blessing of Christ as high priest? Well, we notice in the uh, verses that we read that says we have a great high priest. So the first blessing is that he is a personal high priest. Um, every child of, of God has Jesus Christ as their mediator. He is their advocate uh, with the Father. And what a, what a wonderful thing. We don't have to go, and we certainly know this to be true. We, don't have, we do not go through a, a human being uh, or a, a pastor or a priest. We can go directly to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our high priest. That's the access that we have. You know, there were, there were a lot of barriers, weren't there, in the Old Testament as far as the tabernacle. And, of course, the author brings in all of those things from the Old Testament. And they didn't have complete access. They had to go through uh, priests back in that day in order to get into the presence of, of God. And now that that, that has been the, 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 the curtain the, in the temple torn in two, Christ gave us uh, access. And isn't it a wonderful privilege? We'll talk about it in a moment. But isn't it a wonderful th uh, thing today, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can have complete access to the Lord Jesus Christ at any moment, at any time. And here we are today, and we, have, we will have access to the very throne of God. What a wonderful thing. And, and I hope that we don't forget that. And so he, we have a personal high priest. He's also a, a living high priest. What a blessing this is. Um, it says here again, it says that he is passed through the heavens. And of course, we know what that means. That means that he has ascended into heaven, which means also in turn that this high priest has what? He has conquered death. Uh, folks, look, um, every day that, that we live as uh, children of the Lord, we need to remember that we serve a living Savior. And uh, he's a resurrected Lord. Uh, when we go to church on Sunday, every, every Sunday is a resurrection Sunday. And that's the reason we celebrate. Uh, and, and we rejoice and we revel in the fact that we do not serve a Lord who is in the tomb. We serve a living Savior, and he's at the right hand of God. He's active on our part, making intercession for us. Now, now again, uh, that should bring a smile across some of your faces as I'm looking at that, uh, at the fact that we, we have a, a living Savior making intercession for you and I right now. And uh, again, what a blessing that is. And so what's the conclusion to the fact that he has passed into heaven, that he is a risen Lord? Well, he says, let us hold fast our profession. He's writing that to, again, believers who were doubting, fearful, and regressing. And my question is, maybe we have been tempted to do that. Maybe we've been very doubtful because of some of the things that we've experienced this year or even in the last two years, may be fearful. And again, if we know that we have a living, risen Savior, an intercessor right now making intercession for us, I would echo the words of the author of Hebrews, let us hold fast our profession. In other words, we hold firmly to the faith that we say we believe. And I just want to encourage us as believers to do that. Well, let me go quickly. Again, and, and we end with this, and that's the blessings of Christ as the high priest. Those are, uh, excuse me, the benefits. 
of Christ as high priest. What are, what are the benefits of him being our great high priest? Well, we have a high priest who both sympathizes and empathizes with our weaknesses. And you'll find, by the way, that there are uh, translations that use both of those words, either sympathizes or empathizes, but Whichever it is, we what a, again, what a wonderful benefit that we have a Savior, a Lord, a high priest, who is not so wholly other, as some theologians might call it, that he cannot understand what you and I go through. And even though Jesus, as it says, did not sin, nor was he capable of it, he knows what it is like to go through testing and trials, and sorrow. And so we, we need to recall what the prophet Isaiah, how did he describe it? He said he is a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Believer, do you ever think that maybe no one understands, no one knows what I'm going through? Um, and maybe humanly speaking, that might be true. But as a child of God, you need to be reminded of something, and that is there is someone who knows the sorrow, the anguish, and the grief that maybe you have or are experiencing, and that's your Lord, and that's your Savior. He knows all about those things, and he's always there with you. You know, there's part of a song that says, uh, though uh, thy friends despise, forsake thee, um, and that, that song is actually talking about take it to the Lord in prayer. Well, you may have experienced some of that very difficult uh, uh, human uh, things that go on in our life, which is that sometimes people will fail us, and that's a hard thing, but you have one who will never fail you. The writer of Hebrews also says elsewhere, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He knows the feeling of our weaknesses. He is a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and again, that's a, that's a whole subject. Uh, in and of itself. But think about the sorrow that our Lord experienced with his own disciples that forsook him in, in the greatest crisis moment of his earthly ministry. Think about the sorrow and the grief and the anguish that our Lord experienced when his own father had to turn his back upon him on the cross because of the sin that he bore. Listen, folks, our Lord knows the anguish and all of those things that we experience in this life that are difficult. And that is a benefit of knowing him and having him as our savior. And then lastly, he provides what we need. He provides what we need, not always what we want, but our Lord provides what we need. And so we give our burdens to our great high priest as we commune with him in prayer. And so the author here speaks of going into the presence of God, and he says, let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. So again, we need to understand how does the Lord bid us come? As we come into prayer today, as you go into your own private prayer closet, how does he bid us come? I love this word because he says, you can come boldly. Now that doesn't mean arrogantly, uh, because we have nothing uh, of our own for which we can come. So what does it mean? It means that we can come into the very throne room of God in prayer, communing with the God of all glory, 
confidently based upon what Christ, the high priest, has done, not what we've ever accomplished. What a wonderful thing that is. And so I hope that you will remind yourself uh, again uh, of that very thing. And so uh, what when we enter into prayer, as we will in a few moments, when we enter into the presence of God confident at what our great high priest has done, we know that he will always provide us, or this verse indicates, in verse 16, it indicates what he will give us. What is the benefit of Christ as the high priest? Well, it says he will give us two things, and I can't think of any two things that you and I need more than these two things. And what are they? He says, mercy, that we may obtain mercy, and then the second one is grace. <laughs> Isn't it a wonderful thing? Our Lord, every time we enter into his throne room, we, we will be given grace and we will be given mercy. And he says, mercy to help in time of need. I know that many to whom I'm speaking are needy in some way or another. Maybe financially, maybe today it's emotionally, maybe it's spiritually, maybe it's all of the above. Or uh, I think I mentioned physically. You, you have a high priest who knows these things. He knows the sorrow, the anguish, the grief, the pain, the suffering. And as you enter into his presence, he will give you those elements of grace and mercy. Folks, we need nothing more than that. And I was reminded of a, of a gospel song that we often sing in our church churches, and, and it, it, it's such a wonderful one. And I think it fits in well with what we have looked at here this afternoon. And it says, no one understands like Jesus. He's a friend beyond compare. Meet him at the throne of mercy. He's waiting for you there. No one understands like Jesus. Every woe he sees and feels. Tenderly, he whispers comfort and the broken heart he heals. No one understands like Jesus when the foes of life assail. You should never be discouraged. Jesus cares and will not fail. And then the chorus says, no one understands like Jesus. When the days are dark and grim, no one is so near, so dear as Jesus. Cast your every care on him. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word today.